The best investment is in the tools of one's own trade. Benjamin Franklin. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hall. And I'm Lee Esses. Today's question is, what kind of software is best to use to write a book? And what about formatting that book? My pastor has this saying, people would ask him all the time, what's the best version of the Bible? And his answer is always, the one you'll read. To answer this question, I would say the same thing. The one you'll actually write the book in. The one you'll use. Every piece of software has its benefits, its negatives. You need to find the one that works for you. We're approaching this question because we see it all the time. This episode, we are just talking about the different options that are out there, our experiences with them, so that you can know where to start in your own research. So we'll be talking about software programs that help from the beginning to the end of the publishing process. Let's starting with writing the book, the best software pieces to write the book. There are many, but the simplest ones are, of course, Microsoft Word, Google Docs, LibreOffice. And my personal favorite, pen and paper. Typewriter for funsies. <laughs> <laughs> the non-writing world will automatically think Microsoft Word. That's what I do my typing in. That's when I am writing my essays for school in. That's going to be the default that a lot of people go to. One problem with Microsoft Word, there is a cost. I personally don't like it because of that. That's also why I use LibreOffice. It's a useful tool for people who are not wanting to be online constantly while they're writing, if you don't have great Wi-Fi or whatever where you are, but you want to get a bunch of text just on a page. LibreOffice, Google Docs, Microsoft Words, they're all simple writing tools. I think Microsoft Word and Google Docs have basic spell check and grammar check designed into them. My biggest problem, though, aside from cost, is that you have to manually save. I prefer Google Docs personally because it auto-saves everything I do and I won't lose my work. A lot of people are asking about voice-to-text as well. If you're on a computer, the Dragon speech recognition software is one of the more popular ones. Phones are a great resource for this. I know someone who has problems with their hands. So she writes almost solely through voice recognition on her phone to Google Docs. There's one more name in this category that you're going to see fairly often, and that's Scrivener. It's a little, I think, more advanced than your basic word processing. There's a few other different word processors like Scrivener, such as Living Writer and a few others. These can be useful for someone who wants a little more advanced help, but it does come at a cost. If you know how to write, if you're comfortable with that and you have resources to get a good editor then getting an advanced word processing software isn't absolutely necessary. Scrivener is also good for people who want to do other kinds of writing than just novel or fiction writing. I have not personally used it because I have ways to do them that are free. 
Last thing I want to mention in this category is a program called Celtics. C-E-L-T-X is specifically for screenwriting and stage writing. That might be one you check out. So let's get into the next step. Once you've written the book, your next step is to edit the book. Whether you are editing on your own or with someone else, there are different resources that can help you in this process. My preference is Google Docs. Google Docs is nice because you can both be involved in the project at the same time. And instead of seeing that little red line and then making the changes to reflect that, you can either accept or decline the suggestion. So it is very useful. Now, if you don't trust your editor as much as we trust each other, then find a different editor or use Cami. <laughs> Cami is a kind of plugin that allows you to do a lot of the same things with Google Docs of making comments and notes and suggestions on a PDF. If you're looking that up, that's spelled K-A-M-I. Another suggestion I see a lot of people offer is Grammarly. Grammarly is an active software that checks and suggests grammar, spelling, stuff like that. Like any grammar software, it is not 100% correct. It's going to have a little bit more advanced suggestion tools than you're going to see in Google Docs or Microsoft Word, some of these other places. Of course, one of the classic tools in your editor's toolbox is going to be Microsoft Word with track changes. So you can turn on and off the track changes and see how it could read according to your editor's preferences. Another resource, this is going to be more useful for books that need to be designed. So nonfiction books is in copy. It's a little bit more artistic and a little bit closer to the formatting end of the editing process than the editing process itself. And that's by Adobe. Look into it, research it before you invest in it because it is not free. The next software category that we want to look at is if you are designing your own cover. If you're designing your cover and you don't have a lot of graphic design background, Canva can be a good resource. It's free. They have templates that have good designs to them already. However, If you use a template, you are not going to get a unique book cover by using a template. Look to them for inspiration and then create your own. Canva has elements that you can use all for free. Speaking of free, the program that I use is called GIMP, which is basically Photoshop, but the baby version. Photoshop is obviously the preferred tool because it's now become a verb as well. But GIMP is the baby version of Photoshop and therefore free. And it does 90% of everything exactly how I want it to do it. I prefer Photoshop. You have a lot of flexibility, a lot of resources. However, if you do not already have a copy of Photoshop, you have to pay for it. Along with Photoshop, you can also use Illustrator and InDesign. Both of these are good for creating graphics. Illustrator is used for vector creation, vector designs. So if you are creating something that looks like V.E. Schwab's A Darker Shade of Magic cover, that is all vector design 
you can do that in Illustrator. Don't do that if you don't know graphic design. So in order to find a picture for my book cover, I can just Google it, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> there are a couple of libraries you can go to and search for the type of image that you need. Google is not one of them. There are websites that you can go to, Wikipedia Creative Commons. There's also Pexels, P-E-X-E-L-S, or Pixabay. Use all of these with incredible caution. While most of them are copyright-free, sometimes ones that are copyrighted can be snuck in there by somebody who stole the copyright. As we mentioned earlier, Canva has these pre-designed templates, which include your cover art in the collection. But they also have a whole source of free-to-use pictures. So... After you have your cover, after you've written your book, after you've edited your book, it does need to be formatted before it goes out into the world. You can't just sell a Microsoft Word document. There are a couple of different programs that will do it to EPUB, which is going to be the most common way to do it, a digital ebook. The one that I've used a fair amount is called Calibre, C-A-L-I-B-R-E. It's unwieldy, but it's free. The one that I found and used and actually really liked for my book was a program called Vellum. This is costly, but it is a one-time buy of the program, and it does the formatting automatically. You make certain settings, say that you want the certain size of book, and it'll spit out the formatting for you. And it's very intuitive. So before I tried Vellum, I tried Readsy. This one is free, it's online, it does the formatting automatically, but it took all of the double paragraph spaces that I had in my format for a scene break, it removed those. Readsy is just beginning. It is a new service that they offer, so they're still developing it and fixing things. Definitely one to keep an eye on for the future. And it functions a lot like Vellum does. Of course, if you have Microsoft Word and you've used that for your first few because you have the whole office, then an easy one to lean on would be Microsoft Publisher, which I've mostly seen in newspaper editing. It's got some very interesting formatting for nonfiction styles of writing, if that's more what you're going for. That, along with the Adobe InDesign, are very useful if you have a lot of images in your book. However, you have to do every page individually. This takes a lot of work. It is a lot of effort, but you get the most flexibility out of these two programs. One thing that you're going to see a fair amount of that I really don't like is the PDF. It's easy. Basically, every program will export to it. Basically, everyone has a way to read a PDF but they look amateur and it can be a bit of a mess. So who do I go to for printers? If you are self-publishing, the biggest resource out there is Amazon. You submit your book, you can buy personal copies at printing cost, basically. If you're looking to do a hardcover for something, Lulu offers printing in hardcover. Barnes & Noble also has more kinds of formats than Amazon allows. Amazon is basically just paperback 
and your options are glossy or matte for the cover. The other option that I see a fair amount of is Book Baby, which looks like it's doing a lot of the same formatting. I haven't used them myself. Another one that's becoming popular for printing the book and distributing is Ingram Spark. They, I believe, are connected with the Ingram distributor. So it's a little bit easier to get into physical bookstores through using them. And they do the printing services. Don't take me on my word for that. I am still in the process of researching them. Whatever you choose, though, it needs to be right for you. The reason why there are so many options is because people are different. Find the one that works for you, for your needs, for your writing. Because what matters is that you have the freedom to write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>